This call is being recorded. Michael. Patty. I uh I just finished the last episode of Andor while I was stuffing my face full of cheeseburgers. Nice. You watched all three. I did. I did. Uh my initial reaction eh, I mean, I feel like they really they really, really, really sold us on Kenobi. So now yeah. it's like but it's I don't not know. A great I, story. You were right. I think I think Andor to me feels a lot more compelling than anything they've done on television yet. And like the three episodes, they like like the the reason they dropped them all together was because they're all pretty slow. And they realized if they did it week by week, they'd lose viewers after the first couple. So that's the Probably. business reason. But it also makes sense to drop them all together because they tell one story all together. Yes. And I just thought, like, I'm very excited to see where it goes. And I'm really glad that it's a 12-episode season because that's going to be... It gives them room to, like, build this story. Like, it's slow and it's quiet, but it doesn't, doesn't feel like they're stretching it out to meet an episode count. They're just taking their time telling the story. Yeah, and I mean, I I also think that they did the right thing by dropping all three of those episodes together because they because you're right. I think they tell the entire the opening story of who or what we're going to see very well. Yeah, we're seeing we're seeing the birth of the rebellion, basically. Mm. I still I'm very excited to see where it goes. So I mean. So far, my favorite line's been, don't you want to fight these bastards for real? Mm-hmm. I love that character. Me too. There's so many great performances, too. It's like everybody's put it in, putting in some solid work. It's like you've you've been listening to me this whole time. I've been I've been so excited for Andor, and I couldn't even tell you why. I just like was really excited for Andor the entire time leading up to its release. Probably because we both loved Rogue One as much as we did. Yeah, I like that they're not so so the the writers did an interview. They said they're not leaning into fan service, so there are no characters who are going to be showing up for no reason. Excuse me, I burped. For no reason. So, like, unless there is a good reason in the story to bring back a character from outside of this series, from the larger Star Wars universe, we're not going to be seeing anybody just because. I doubt we'll see Darth Vader. I hope we we see Krennic. Parts of me were really, really hoping to see Cal Kestis. Cal Kestis, I feel like, could be... A possibility, but I doubt it. I don't think we're going to see any Jedi at all. No, I agree with that. But I'm hoping we get to see Krennic. Um, I think I think we will, just for the simple fact that this is all still before Scarab. Yeah. And um, Mon Mothma is, is back, and Bail Organa is back. I'm a big fan of what of uh, Stellan, Stellan Skarsgård's character, the the dude who comes to recruit him. But now we'll we'll do a whole episode just about it, and we'll and we'll get into like detail once you have some time to like digest and think it over. But like I finished, I watched the first two episodes Thursday and the third episode yesterday. And I have been, I've got feelings about it. And I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. So far, like, Don't I'm... Don't get me wrong. Uh, like I said, I'm hooked. <laughs> and I'm glad they released those three episodes the way they did. Because without that, I probably wouldn't have kept watching. Yeah. And I, I feel like we're, we're not going to be seeing, like, a lot of action. It's not going to be action-packed. I think it's going to be a lot of espionage. 
Well, yeah, I mean, that's what this is really, I think, really, really all about is the spy network that the Rebellion had. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I mean, all in all, I mean, again, I can't say that I wouldn't watch because it's Star Wars, and there's not, there's no such thing as Star Wars I won't watch. Except it's like I just keep thinking back about about Boba Fett, and Boba Fett was fun. Don't get me wrong, Boba Fett was a fun show, but Boba Fett was not a good show. I enjoyed every minute of it, but it was not quality television. No. Obi Wan Kenobi was very good. It was not as not as good as The Mandalorian. But I think The Mandalorian and Andor they're very different. Yes. And I don't think it's fair to compare them. I think they are as good as each other. Just based on these first three episodes of Andor. Maybe it goes full downhill from there. I don't know. I still say the best some of the best work they've done, without a doubt, in my opinion, is Kenobi. But that's just Mando, because we got to see Darth right. Vader be a ruthless badass. Yeah. Um. So the still, did you hear say, about? Still say my favorite line in all of Star Wars: "You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did." Oh, I got such a hitch in my throat. Like, I, I almost started crying when he said that. Hayden Christensen, oh. man. Dude, he crushed like, I have been I have been singing his praises for years, and I'm glad he finally, like, everybody finally sees what I see. Yeah, well, George Lucas didn't write the script, so. Yeah, he was just so good. Um, so the, what what a lot of people are calling the biggest, Leak in video game history happened over the weekend. Okay, hit me with it. Uh, so a, a hacker got into Rockstar's servers Uh-oh. and found the source code and a bunch of gameplay videos for Grand Theft Auto 6. Nice. So some things that are now confirmed because of this leak, Modern Day Vice City. The main characters are uh, Jason and Lucia, who are a Bonnie and Clyde style like criminal couple. Cool. It's bringing in some of the like survival elements of Red Dead Redemption. So like in your weapon wheel, you've also got like like food and like health kits and stuff. Okay. The cool thing about what Red Dead Redemption did was that, like, that stuff could help you, but you didn't need it. Like, they didn't make it a survival game. If you, like, figure out how to use stuff like that, it's easier. Like, like gameplay gets gets easier and... and uh, easier, I guess. I don't know what other word to use. Uh, there are going to be, like, swampy areas with crocodiles. The source code uh-huh. mentions raccoons and rideable horses, which is a oh. first for Grand Theft Auto. There were supposed to be wait. horses. They were cut before release, but there were supposed to be horses in Grand Theft Auto Five. I just want to see someone get horse jacked. Yeah, I would. I can't wait to like, to like, jump off a horse onto a motorcycle or something. Yeah, like you know, if there's rideable horses, there's a mission where you need to ride a horse. But they caught the hacker yeah. over the weekend. Uh oh, a seventeen-year-old British kid who also hacked Uber. And he he was he was planning to auction off the source code to GTA Six. Huh. So of course he got of course he got caught. Yeah. Yeah. 
just some stupid kid. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for GTA 6. Like I already was, but now that I know stuff about it. I kind of hope we now get to see Thomas Rossetti. Now there's a whole, like, gritty backstory to the game, too. Yeah. But I'm kind of hoping we get to see Tommy Versetti. It'd be cool if he was, like, the villain. Or at least, like, a minor villain at some point. Though, uh, apparently, Ray, Ray Liotta hated working with Rockstar, and Rockstar hated working with Ray Liotta. No, Ray Liotta's Ray Liotta dead. dead. Ray Liotta died, didn't he? So it doesn't matter. I was just going to say... We probably won't be seeing Tommy Versetti. There's a lot of dead people in uh, Vice City. Burt Reynolds was in it. Fucking Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo was in GTA. Yeah, she was the like. Was that was that GTA Vice? Was that Vice City or San Andreas? She was like the Haitian gang leader. Uh huh. I'm pretty sure it was Vice City. <coughs> well, all right then. Yeah. Interesting. I had yeah. no idea. One of those The More You Know rainbows just popped up in front of me. I guess uh, apart from, like, the the anchors on the radio, they uh, Rockstar doesn't really like working with celebrities anymore. Well, I mean, can you blame them? But, like, in GTA V, they've got Kenny Loggins and J.B. Smoove and... Uh, Somebody from Black Flag, I think the drummer from Black Flag, they're all like anchors on the radio. DJs. Kenny Loggins, I think, is my favorite. He he's the DJ for the he's the DJ for the um the like classic rock station. Captain Loggins, he says. <laughs> Um, did you ever see Constantine with uh, Keanu Reeves? What I, like, kind of nerd would I be if my we high school? Yeah. So they're making a sequel. With Keanu Reeves? With Keanu Reeves. They're doing Constantine nice. too, finally. So, uh... Warner Brothers, I don't believe it was a merger. I believe they were bought by Discovery, uh, of the Discovery Channel, Discovery. And what Discovery did when they moved into Warner Brothers, they came in and they canceled a bunch of shit. Uh, There was a Constantine series in the works for HBO Max that they canceled. Uh, they canceled Batgirl, which was a completed movie. Wow! They canceled that. It was. It was. It still needed reshoots, but like it was finished. Batgirl with Michael Keaton as Batman and Brendan Fraser as the villain. They canceled it. It's not coming out. We're no. We'll never see it. Of all the people in the world to cancel on, why Brendan Fraser? Right. Brendan Fraser is is poised for quite a comeback. He, uh, he I really hope I like really really hope he has like a solid one. So this new movie of his, The Whale with Darren Aronofsky, it's been like killing it at at festivals. He won Best Actor for for it at the uh, Toronto International Film Festival. He got a like for him, not for the movie. He got a six minute standing ovation. No and there's shit. video of him. And every time there's video of him and they, they like get him to stand up and he comes out to the middle of the aisle and he like does a bow and he's like there's tears coming out of his eyes. Like this man deserves everything. Oh no, let let's talk about a guy who like 
put, made like a lot of really good movies. And then he got screwed over by the people who were supposed to be like taking care of him. Yeah. But yeah, Darren Aronofsky's the whale. They're talking Oscars. Like he's the main character. They're talk- there's Oscar buzz for this one. Uh, his next movie is with Martin Scorsese. He's doing uh, I can't remember the name of the movie. Some overlong, pretentious title. But uh, it's with Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro and Brendan Fraser. So that's nice. exciting. <clears throat> He's been doing um, Doom Patrol for the last few years, which is he plays the Metal Man. Doom Patrol is uh, it's a DC comic series, and it's a bunch of like obscure B-list heroes from from like the 1940s, and it's a comedy. But it it shares a lot of the same DNA as like Suicide Squad, but these are good guys. But Brendan Fraser plays, I think he's Metal Man or Robot Man. He's a uh, former race car driver who gets in an accident and they rebuild him as a robot, and now he fights crime, and he's very good at it. But he was supposed to be playing Firefly in Batgirl. They canceled that. Um. They have uh, come to an agreement with Ezra Miller for uh, for uh, the Flash. They're not canceling the Flash, but Ezra Miller will be absent from all press junkets. He's not. He's not going to be. He's not going to be promoting the movie at all. And uh, he's going to be submitting himself for prosecution for his his crimes. He's basically been on the lam. The Warner Brothers lawyers were like, "Fucking dude, just what the fuck?" What did What did he do again? So it started in Hawaii. Here's a whole story about Ezra Miller. It started in Hawaii. Okay. Where he got drunk at a few bars and got in some fights with the locals. Like fist fights. Like he assaulted people. He was arrested a couple of times in Hawaii, then he came home. And it was found out that apparently he has been, there are two minors. One is no longer a minor. But the other is still a minor. That he has been grooming. But possibly not in a pedophile sort of way, more of a culty kind of way. Ezra Miller's not a well person. Ezra Miller needs a lot of help and should probably take some time off from work. But they're not canceling The Flash. They're not pulling it. It's still going to get a release. He will not be playing The Flash in the future. They're going to recast the character. But The Flash with Ezra Miller and, and Michael Keaton returning as Batman, that's still coming out. Um, uh-huh. they're, they're also uh, Aquaman's going into reshoots they're replacing Michael Keaton's Batman with Ben Affleck as Batman because the release schedule now the way that things have shaken out has Aquaman coming out before the Flash so it doesn't make any sense for Michael Keaton to be an Aquaman so all his scenes are being reshot with Ben Affleck Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh what it looks like if 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 Constantine is going to be if Constantine 2 is a harbinger of like what's going on at DC Comics and Warner Brothers, then what I'm thinking we're going to see is a whole lot of returns to like the classic DC Comics stuff. Like they're going to lean heavy into Michael Keaton Batman. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see a Batman Beyond movie. Ooh, or I would love a dark that. Night I've been saying that. I have been saying that for so long. Yeah, it would be that would be a lot of fun, or a, or a Dark Knight Returns movie, or both, like one than the other. 
You mean Dark Knight Returns, like, like the Christian ba- the Christian Bale Batman, or no, like the Frank Miller Batman? Dark Knight Returns was was a uh, a Frank Miller series in the late eighties, where uh, uh, a long retired, old and grizzled Bruce Wayne comes out of retirement because there's a new threat to Gotham City, and he just can't help himself. But uh, there is, so far there has been a trilogy. There'll probably be more. Dark Knight Returns, Dark Knight Strikes Again, and Dark Knight 3, The Master Race. And they're really, really good. But like Michael Keaton as the grizzled old Batman, I'm excited to see. It's like, that's my Batman. That's my Batman right there. Who, Michael Keaton? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Have you watched The Batman yet? The animated Batman? No, like with Robert Pattinson. No, I have not. It is incredible, and you need to watch it. All right, that's on my list. There are rumors that... um, Hmm. Oh yeah, we're we you're gonna hammer, you have to. We, we gotta right. hammer out a schedule. Yeah, but um, there are rumors that the next Batman movie with Robert Pattinson is gonna be Mister Freeze as the villain, which will be cool to and see. If they, this just and like if they don't cast Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Uh, my money's on again, my money's on Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston would be amazing. I think Brian Cranston as any kind of villain will be absolutely flawless. For the movie that Arnold Schwarzenegger was in, Arnold Schwarzenegger was perfect. But for a good <laughs> movie, <laughs> for a good movie that takes itself I seriously. Me too. Don't let Arnold Schwarzenegger anywhere near that movie. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, what I would really love to see them do with DC is just, like, straight up adapt some of the, like, amazing stories that they've done. Because, like, you never see an actual adaptation of... You always see, like... There are bits and pieces you can take that are like an homage to different things. Like, the Batman is heavily based on a series called um, Warzone? War Games? No Man's Land. The Batman is heavily based on No Man's Land. And it's going to... I'm assuming the next one is going to be even more. They set up for it at the end. But... um. It's not actually an adaptation of it. Like, I would love to see Dark Knight Returns, or I would love to see Hush in live action. Hush would be amazing, especially with Robert Pattinson. Because Hush is, like, Hush is fucked up. Like, the stuff they do to Batman as a character in Hush. And there's, like, there's a whole series for Hush that you could do. Like, I've got them all on my shelf right here. i got Hush, Hush Returns, Heart of Hush, House of Hush, and Hush Beyond. Which is Batman Beyond. Uh, They have announced it. Have you seen Joker with Joaquin Phoenix? No, I have not. That's a hell of a movie. I don't know that you'd actually like it, but it's a really good movie. I don't know if it's for you. I'm not insulting your taste in film, but I don't know that it's the movie for you. But it is a good movie. I've heard a lot but of good reviews on it. It's it's real dark, and it's it, it's not fun. It is not a fun movie. There's nothing happy about this movie. But uh, the there's a sequel coming out. In the, it's in the works right now, 
And I never would have guessed after watching this movie that they would even bother to try and make a sequel. Like, it stands so well alone. But the sequel, what they're doing with it, uh, Lady Gaga is playing Harley Quinn. Assume, we're assuming she's playing Harley Quinn. Lady Gaga is playing a major character. And it's a, uh, it's a musical. Play? It's a musical. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, so like, what are we if you're going to gonna make so a sequel to this to movie, watch... fucking weird is the way to go. <laughs> What's up? So are we about to watch Walk the Line, a Joker story? Mm-hmm. But, like, with Homicide. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I will not hold my breath for it. <laughs> But yeah, I would I would I would suggest that you try to watch Joker, but I don't know that it's your kind of movie. Walking Phoenix puts an amazing performance, but uh he's a great Joker as far as the villain goes. It's just like the story is very it's not a comic book movie. Martin Scorsese's a producer, if that tells you anything about it. Yeah, I mean... Eh? And Scorsese's not... What's up? I'm just not a DC comic guy. Hmm. I mean, Batman's cool as shit, but I could give or take the rest. Yeah, and as as far as the Batman, except goes, for Henry it, Cavill as Superman, Henry Cavill is Superman. Yes, and I really hope the next time we see Superman on screen is Henry Cavill. But they're bringing in Supergirl in the Flash, so we're gonna have she's our super person for now. Yeah, I mean, I was really looking forward to Batgirl, man. J.K. Simmons was coming back as Commissioner Gordon, which is just amazing casting. I don't know. I still say Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman was great. Like he was yeah. really great. But I just, like J.K. Simmons, I, I truly did a great job too. I truly believe that um, Gary Oldman can do. No wrong in any role that he mm-hmm. plays. The thing I, I was watching the- a documentary about the Chris Nolan Batman movies, and the yeah. the only thing that pisses me off about Gary Oldman's Commissioner Gordon, Oldman is so proud of his Chicago accent, and he knew the character so well to know that Commissioner Gordon's from Chicago. Like he's not born and raised in Gotham City. He's a he's a transplant. And Christopher Nolan wouldn't let him use the Chicago accent. Like, he was supposed to just be from anywhere in America. It was just supposed to be a generic American accent. That's stupid. Gary, Gary Oldman is so proud of his Chicago accent. And it was shot in Chicago. Yeah, God Batman Year One. That's Batman Year One. The whole story is Bruce Wayne has just returned to Gotham City and he's building his persona of Batman. And Jim Gordon has just transferred to Gotham City because of some shit that went down in Chicago, and he had to leave. Say that one more time, Michael. I'm sorry. Which, the whole thing? Yeah. So Batman Year One, the whole premise of the story is that Bruce Wayne is just returning to Gotham City and he's creating the Batman persona. And Jim Gordon has just transferred to Gotham City. Like, both, they arrive on the same day to start their new job, quote-unquote, in Gotham City. 
And Jim Gordon is this, like, he's this, like, by the book, clean cop, like a good cop, who has transferred into what is basically the dirtiest department in America. What? You Done like right, Jim Gordon is an amazing character. Like, if you watch those, the Batman movies from the 90s, like, when I watched those, when I was falling in love with Batman, I didn't, I hadn't read comic books much, really. So I wasn't too familiar with Jim Gordon as a character. So I didn't get how dirty they were doing Jim Gordon (laughs) in Tim Burton's Batman movies. Because the the basic, the, the big thing is that Tim Burton's Batman movies are a dark, reimagining of Adam West's Batman. So Jim Gordon is this useless cop who's just there to be the cop. Yeah. Wasn't... Yeah. In Batman Returns, wasn't Commissioner Gordon like a short, fat man? Yeah. Pat Hingle. All four of them. Pat Hingle. Just this fat, Mm. useless cop. All they got was the mustache. Didn't even wear glasses. Mm. Jim Gordon has a mustache and glasses, and he is a skinny guy who wears a trench coat. And he's a good cop who does good work. But I really love J.K. Simmons as as Commissioner Gordon. Uh, Andy Serkin as Alfred... Sorry. One Go of ahead. the main reasons I even bring it up is because I watched uh I watched The Fifth Element like two oh, years yeah. ago. I I will never not enjoy Gary Oldman. Truth. As as good as the Harry Potter series is, Gary Oldman's the best part of it. As yeah. Sirius Black, he's amazing. Uh True Romance, have you ever seen True Romance? No, I have not. Gary Oldman's in that. He dies pretty early, but he's like a Jamaican, like, gangbanger. That's excellent. Yeah. Uh, Sid and Nancy. Every part of that. He plays Sid Vicious. He's amazing. Gary Oldman can do no wrong. So I have yet to watch anything beyond the first episode of She-Hulk. Same. I I enjoyed the first episode, but not enough to bring me back. The same is the same thing that happened with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I watched the first two episodes, couldn't get back into it. Moon Knight. I watched the first two episodes, I couldn't get back into it. So far, the only Marvel TV series that have have gotten me, Loki. WandaVision, and Miss Marvel. I have not watched Miss Marvel. I think Ms. I'm Marvel, finishing Loki. Miss Marvel falls apart at the end, like a typical Marvel, Marvel production. But, like, until it falls apart at the end, it's very good and very different. They're doing a lot of new stuff. And I'm excited to see more of this, this actress. And I think they they over delivered on WandaVision, and I think that's why we as Marvel TV show watchers don't really like anything else. Yeah, but uh, if you haven't finished Loki, you should finish Loki. Loki's worth it. Season two is coming soon. WandaVision was a one off. It's not. There's not going to be another season. The sequel to WandaVision was Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which was... Uh, I, don't, I don't think I've watched that yet either. Yeah, it's... it's like, if you're going to do still, the MCU, you got to watch it, but, like, eh. I still haven't watched Black Widow yet either. Oh, can I tell you, we watched Thor Love and Thunder. Have you seen Thor Love and Thunder yet? No. <clears throat> 
it's got some. It's that got like. Fun movie. It is not. Really. All the shitty things you've heard about it are true. I hate to oh, say it. I was really, really I was, unfortunate. I was really hoping for something great. So it had some great moments. So here's the best, the best comparison I can make for Thor: Love and Thunder. If Thor Ragnarok was Anchorman, Thor: Love and Thunder is Anchorman too. Oh, that's a goddamn shame. Right. There are some laughs. Like, it's worth watching. It's fun to look at, and it's got a great soundtrack, and Christian Bale is fucking spectacular. But those are the only three positive things I have to say about the movie. Like, Chris Chris Hemsworth is charismatic, and it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch him perform no matter what. But like, it's not a good movie. It is a, in fact, a bad movie, and not in a fun way. It's a dumb movie. It's like stupid, and not in a funny kind of way. They were going for that, but they didn't. They missed the mark. Probably because Ragnarok had such. There was a lot to live up to. Yeah, and they they delivered exactly what Thor was supposed to be with Ragnarok. If I were if I were to list like my top three, if I were to list my top three favorite Marvel movies, Thor Ragnarok would be like probably number two. Captain America: Civil War is honestly my favorite. Ooh, it's really and at this point, if I'm reviewing. I'd say Civil War, Thor Ragnarok, and Iron Man. See, I feel like if I were going to list my favorite Marvel movies, it would be uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. Oh, yeah. And 1 and 2 and would that. probably be 4 and 5 for me. Really? That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Guardians, I don't know. I just, I loved Guardians. I think it's... It's prop. It is my. Those are my favorite Marvel movies. Yeah, no, they're they're so good. They're so well done, and I I am really looking forward to Guardians three. The Ant Man movies are good. Those squeeze into the top ten. The first Avengers, like just the 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 nostalgic feeling of the first Avengers movie. It's like there had never been a superhero movie like that before. That was something special. I saw that in a theater. Like now, I wait for Disney Plus. But I saw Avengers, Avengers in the theater when it came out. We were living in Boston. It's crazy how long ago that was. Yeah, yeah. It was like ten years ago. No, uh, me and me and my mom. We went and saw all the Iron Man, all the Iron Man movies in theaters. Um, what else did we go and see? Both Guardians movies we went to go see. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ma Dukes, I, I like feel like is a nerd at heart. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Mom Dukes. I'm ooh, just really ooh. hoping now. I'm going to be totally honest with you because mm. when in doubt Star Wars um yeah. if it, if it weren't for my mom I don't think mm. I'd, I I mean obviously eventually I would have seen them Yeah but I I remember being 6 years old Yeah uh me and my mom we used to do like Friday nights together obviously because I was a little mm. kid Yeah and we would pick a movie like Lost in Space, the whole I, I, all those really awesome like with, old sci-fi things. Wait, My Lost in Space, me. the TV show, or Lost in Space? Yeah, with Matt LeBlanc. Uh, lo- no, Lost in Space, the TV shows. Nice. Um, Star Trek. Okay. I owe it to my mom. 
Somewhat. I didn't really watch Star Trek until, like, one day I didn't have anything else to watch, so I started on The Next Generation and was hooked immediately. Yeah. Um, but I remember being six years old and my mom saying, do you want to watch something that I took Uncle Chuck to go see when he was your age? Mm. And I said, yes. And we watched uh, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Nice. And my love of Star Wars was birthed. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't actually, like, Star Wars is such a part of my childhood that I don't actually remember the first time I saw Star Wars. Star Wars has, al- no. has always been, like, Star Wars is a core memory. Star Wars has always been there. Yep. Star Wars and the Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Oh, Power Rangers news, sir. Uh-oh. Hit me with so, it. So, Netflix is doing Power Rangers. A series and movies. Like a shared universe situation. They are not continuing from the 2017 movie. But God they are keeping that tone. Like stylistically and storytelling wise, they're they're using the twenty seventeen Power Rangers as a jumping off point. But what they're doing but is they're, they're, gonna, they're but, making a new series for us. Okay. Us adults who grew up uh, watching uh, Power Rangers. And it's it's not it a remake of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It is a brand new team of Power Rangers. But are, are they going to be the original Zords? Like, you know, obviously Tyrannosaur, Triceratops, blah, 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 blah. That, I do not know. <sighs> that much information is not out yet. But they're uh, in heavy development for Power Rangers. TV and movies for Netflix. Which is another really stupid thing on Paramount's part because they're trying to build their streaming service and their IPs are scattered all over everywhere and they own Power Rangers. Fucking Viacom owns Power Rangers. But not only is the original Power Rangers on Netflix, the new Power Rangers is going to be on Netflix. It's like, how stupid are you guys? It's like you cannot run a streaming service on Star Trek alone. They're sure going to try. <laughs> They're pumping out enough of it. But, like, have you watched Strange yeah. New Worlds at all yet? No. First season is, is up in its entirety, and it is a fun time. And I think you should also check out Lower Decks. Lower Decks you would really enjoy. Third season just started. But it's like, it's an animated comedy based in the Star Trek universe. Riker's in it. There's an episode with Tom Paris. Basically, imagine if Futurama was allowed to use Star Trek stuff. Okay. Outside of just that one episode. If Futurama were based in the Star Trek universe. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. You I, I, I really honestly believe that you would absolutely love Lower Deck. Prodigy is definitely for children and I could not get into it. I watched the first episode. It's cool to see Janeway back, but apart from that, screw Prodigy. I'm not into it. And Discovery is not a show I'm interested in watching either. It's just not good. Well, that, yeah, I mean, you've been saying that for a while. Yeah, it's a bad show. Like, if it wasn't Star Trek branded, it would be a good show, is the thing. If it weren't Star Trek, it would be good. If it were, like, Battlestar Galactica. Okay, okay. See, I've never watched Battlestar. Battlestar is a show I couldn't get into, 
but also it is run by Ronald D. Moore, who was also the showrunner on Deep Space Nine, which is another show I never got into. Though as an adult, I, I keep thinking about going back to revisit Deep Space Nine because it wasn't what I was looking for when I was young. Oh, but now it is. I think I, I'd probably enjoy it. It's so good. I'm currently on, I think, my second. I'm on my second watch through. But, like, if you like Deep Space Nine, you should check out Battlestar. I'm not sure where you okay. can stream it, but I think you'd enjoy that one. Ronald D. Moore also, he's the showrunner for a series called Outlander. Yeah. Which is a very romantic and violent time travel story with, uh, like, Scottish people. You know, okay. Um, mild hot Melissa take. really loves Outlander. What's up? Mild hot take. Hit me. Mild hot take. Give it to me. I don't get the hype behind Doctor Who. So Doctor Who is a very specific kind of thing. A lot of people really love it, but it's not for everyone. It is 100% not for everyone. There's also, like, some doctors are better than others. Like, I really love David Tennant, but I don't care much for Doctor Who as a whole. Um, Jodie Whittaker is really good, what little I've seen of her, but, like, it's not a show for me. It's very British. All right, cool. As long as I'm not the only one. No, Doctor Who, for for how popular it is, is not crazy popular. Like, it's a weird thing. Like, there are not a lot of fans, but it's a very popular show, which doesn't make any sense. Like, I love the well, idea I mean, of Doctor Who. Well, the this concept back of Doctor to... Who I can get behind. This all goes back to remember what we were talking when we were talking about video games with active like sub base and so on and so forth. Yeah. It was World of Warcraft that brought us onto the whole subject. Yeah. Um, but I remember it's it's just like that. It's just like yeah. that. Like like a very devoted fans. like a very devoted and hardcore fan group, but they are not that big. Exactly. Yeah. And it's okay to be yeah, I have... the things that are, that are yeah. not the most popular. We're we're good with that here. Yeah. Welcome I am a diehard Firefly fan. I am a diehard oh, yeah. Firefly fan. I have 14 episodes in a movie. And that's that's it. 14 episodes in a movie over a decade ago. And and a movie that was absolute garbage. That movie was fun. Hey, hey, that movie was fun. Fubar took me to see that movie for my birthday in theaters. I had never watched Firefly. It was basically a situation where Fubar didn't want to go see the movie alone, so he brought me and said it was for my birthday. But, like, after that, I bought the DVDs, and I was like, oh, my God, Firefly. And now every time I think about Firefly, I get so angry. Because it was canceled after 14 episodes and we only got one movie and now Joss Whedon's a piece of shit. <laughs> Jeez, tell me how you really feel. We are getting a new a new series in that universe, though, so, on Disney+. Plus. In the God knows universe? when. Yeah, like it's confirmed it's happening. I don't know when. I don't know if it's in active development, but it is confirmed happening. Uh, we will probably see, see almost definitely. Like you try to keep Nathan Fillion away from that show. Yeah, good point. You better have security if you want to keep Nathan Fillion away from that show. Nathan Fillion is Firefly. That is very, very true. But like, I don't think he's going to be a main character, but he's definitely going to be on the show. And that's a compelling universe, like a, a sci-fi western. Fuck me up, man. Yeah, good point. It was a real good point. That whole show was fantastic. It was so good. And it, it was so pretty. And everybody, all the characters were great. Shepard Book, I fucking love Shepard Book. 
there's a bunch of graphic novels that expand the story of Firefly. There's a whole prequel about Shepard Book and his history, his mysterious history. Nice. I've only got one of them. I'll have to expand my my Firefly collection, but yeah. I don't quite know how deep I'm going to go on Firefly. Firefly is something that I that I that I consider myself a diehard fan of. Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Firefly and I probably will read them eventually, but me and reading don't mix. I play Yeah, as far as Doctor Who goes, as far as Doctor Who goes, when it first came back, like my dad used to watch it. Cuz it started in what, the 50s. So my dad watched it when he was a kid. And it ran through the 70s, and then it ended. Then there was a movie in the 90s that I actually did really enjoy, but it was made by Americans. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What are and we talking about now? Doctor Who. Doctor oh, Who. We're back okay. on Doctor Who. But, like, there, there, it ended in the 70s, and then there was a movie in the 90s that was supposed to launch a new series, but it was made by Americans, and nobody liked it. Because it's very British. And a very British thing doesn't work when it's made by Americans. It's like For if sure. Americans made made James Bond. But then they yeah, brought no. it back in, what, the early 2000s. And I liked the first guy they had, Christopher Eccleston, for that first season of The Revival. He was very good. But he never got along with the showrunner. So he only did one season. David Tennant seems to be the fan favorite. David Tennant did three or four seasons before he died and he was replaced with Matt Smith. We are about to get our first black doctor next season. But the like well, again, the concept of Doctor Who is very interesting. The show itself, I cannot get into. No matter how much I love David Tennant. Well, the concept of the show is that it's just like it's one like consciousness moving from body to body to body, correct? Yeah, so the Doctor is a Time Lord. He is the last of his kind. And Time Lords, yes, they they have two hearts, and when one of those hearts dies the other one regenerates into a new body. And we are on to, we are on the 13th Doctor. Jodie Whittaker is the 13th Doctor. The next guy up is 14th. All right, then. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that is, it's pretty cool. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean... The idea is really cool. I just can't get into the show. Yeah, I would love, I would love to enjoy Doctor Who, but I just, I simply do not. But again, Christopher Eccleston, his season, that one season that he did of Doctor Who, I liked him a lot. He was great. And to this day, my fan cast, if, if you came to me and you said, hey, cast the Batman movie, Christopher Eccleston is Alfred Pennyworth 100% of the time. I still got you? Yeah, I know. I'm here. Your car is making noises. My car is making noises? No, it was, uh, there was the bell in the center of town going off telling everyone that it was 10 o'clock. Oh, okay. Okay. <sighs> I have, I have my window open enjoying this crisp 50 degree New England evening. Oh, you son of a bitch. You son uh, of a so bitch. so great, dude. I am, I am degrees. in... Wow. <laughs> I am in a, a hooded sweatshirt, sitting mm-hmm. in my truck, enjoying tobacco cigarettes, 
while we converse about nerddom and things that make us happy. I had a hell of a D&D session today. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it went a little over, huh? Today, yeah. Yeah, we went to 8.30. Wow. And uh, because we were searching a tower we had just cleared. We, uh, so we, we've been playing a camp, actually, like, in a second edition AD&D, like, campaign module. Yeah. Uh, called the Temple of Elemental Evil or something like that. Can't oh, I've heard of that. 100%. Is that and new? It has. Oh, no, it's second edition. No, I've definitely heard of that. Yeah. Um, it kicked the shit out of us. I okay. am one of three original party members. <laughs> if, if that paints How many picture. of you are there? Uh, I shouldn't say three original. We still have... Uh, Frank is still playing his original character. I am playing my original character. Um, Matt is still playing the dude that he came in as. But he came in okay. not terribly long ago. I think six or seven sessions ago. Okay. Um, Joe is still playing his original character. Okay. And that's it. Four is out this of like one of those of like run the gauntlet kind of situations? No. Uh, these were all poor decisions on players' parts. Okay. There were, got there, were eight, there were eight of us when we started. Two people dropped off. We just picked up two more. Okay. Um, but out of the original eight party members, I am one of four remaining. Okay. Wow. Um, two, and what, we had an NPC that is no longer with us. Oh. So, so out of the nine, I should say, original party members, there are only four of us left. Uh, two of us faced sheer death together and survived. Yeah. Um, so we we got to the temple today. We got in or we're in like the courtyard of the temple, and there was a, a tower that was there. And well, we checked the door. We tried to see inside if anyone was in there. I pounded on the door. No one answered. We opened the door, and there's, like, a whole party of fucking brigands in there. Like, mm. 15 or 16 people to our, like... We had a full table tonight, thank God. We had eight people. Oh, wow. That's a lot now, of people. No, was it eight? Mary, me, Matt... Joe wasn't there tonight. Frank wasn't there tonight. Uh, Brian was there. Brian is our DM's son. And to say he was disruptive would be like an understatement. I love JP. His games are fantastic. But the kid can be a little much from time to time. He's 10. So, like, I get it. Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like a 10-year-old should be playing with other 10-year-olds. Yeah, and I'm not trying to, like... Do you have to, like, watch your language? No. Okay, No, not even a little bit. (laughs) Okay. Not even a little bit. Like, Brian's just, like, he wants to be heard, and everyone ignores him because he's 10 and shouting out, like, oh, well, let's kill that guy, and, oh, let's do this, and we can kill monsters with this, so let's collect a bunch of... We're like, no. Come on. Yeah, we keep it pushing here. We keep it pushing. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, him, uh, Michelle. I think there were six of us at the table total. Angela was okay. the other. Well, the the new one of the new people that just started today. Okay. Um. So there were six of us, six players plus an NPC. Yeah. So there were seven. Um, yeah, but I started I, but I started hacking through people like they were butter. I killed every single per, every person I came up against today with one swing. Mm. It was great. I had a great time. But so we clear all this shit out, fucking, and we were like 
like just gathering intel, gathering loot. Ended up finding some cool stuff, and that's what like led us over. So we've cleared the tower. We're ready to enter the Temple of Elemental Evil. Oh, meeting next you're not even done. <laughs> no, we just got to the temple, yeah. Shit. That and sounds intense. We've been, dude, we've been playing for a year. My dad, he's got this, he's got this um, campaign setting called The Cube. And he's run it with a bunch of different, excuse me, he's run it with a bunch of different groups. But when we were playing, you remember, did you ever go to the Wiz? I think it's Westboro. No. Well, there's, there used to be this little, like, hobby and gaming store. It was called the Wiz. And like, we I've played been there D&D before, but the I've never. Okay. Well, we played D&D at the Wiz. That's where I learned to play D&D third edition, but my dad ran a game there, and we played the cube. And this is the first D&D character I had any sort of emotional connection to, Haggis McGee. He was a human fighter. His weapon was a 4 by 4 It was mm-hmm. 6 feet long. It was reinforced down the center and had retractable spikes. He had a uh, a com- uh, he was a fighter, but he had he had a an animal companion, a capuchin monkey, whose name was also Haggis. He dressed exactly the same, and he had like a miniature four by four. But uh, Haggis McGee Haggis McGee died heroically in the cube, saving his party and was replaced by the very first Virgil Pennywink. Man, I still think that is my favorite recurring character in any one of your campaigns. Virgil Pennywink does not pay attention to space or time. I love Virgil. Like, There's no character I've ever created that I know so well. Oh, what what time we got? Oh, an hour and two minutes. Man, we crossed that magical 60 minutes. Yes, we did. That was a good one. I think we had a good time. I think it was off to a slow start, but we got we got it going right there at the end. Sadie, I want you to yeah. reach around behind you. I want you to give yourself a good pat on the back. Let me check the let me check our email real quick. I have not I have not checked our email in weeks. 99 plus New notifications from social media, we'll delete that. Promotions, 91, we'll delete that. Uh, Twitter privacy update, we'll delete that. And our pod page bot telling us that new episodes have been synced, we'll delete that. We got no new emails of note. No new emails. No emails of note. No. And I will remind everybody out there to not, under any circumstances, email us at keepingthefat at gmail.com unless it's about Star Wars. Uh, Not that it matters now because this episode is going to be out like at the end of October, but uh, we are going to, we're either tomorrow or Monday, we'll, we'll, we'll get to get back together and talk about Andor. But until then, uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and MySpace.com. I still, it tickles me every time you say MySpace. One post on MySpace.com. No profile picture. Oh, right, (laughs) right, right. Because it is impossible to navigate. It's 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 not mobile friendly, so I have to use a computer, which I just don't feel like doing. It's not impossible for me to do it; I just don't want to do it. If that if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was a good time. Uh, 
remember the big fat entertainment emblem you sent me? Yeah. I am yeah, ordering yeah. sleeves and a play mat next week. Nice. I want to. I want to see them. I want to see them. Send me pictures they, when you get them. They are. They are gonna go. Uh, the sleeves are gonna go on uh, my favorite deck. Okay. And I'm very excited that I finally nice. can put this one together. Nice. We 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 gotta get some t-shirts. We gotta get some t-shirts then. Even if just Dude, for you yeah. and me. All right, brother. That was a good episode. That I was think a we good episode. That one. Let me think. Do I have one I last thing I need to think about? I need, I wanted to mention. I do not. Uh, I do not have one last thing. Magic the Gathering is releasing uh, Warhammer 40k decks. Really? Yeah. Is Warhammer Wizards of the Coast? Excited. No, it's Games Workshop. That's crazy. Yeah, this is a true collaboration between two powerhouses in gaming. That's really cool. Like, I don't care about and Warhammer or Magic the Gathering, and I think that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, I am looking forward. Uh, they're releasing four decks, all of which have 42 brand new cards in them. Okay. And I really can't wait to get my hands on them. Okay. And uh, right, I'm brother. working. Oh. I'm working on a possible magic stream with some with some folks that I play magic with. Cool. Cool. So stay tuned for that. Got it up and running. We'll share it on on keeping keeping the fat social media everywhere. Big fat entertainment represent. Yeah. All right, brother. I will talk to you soon. May the force be with you. Aw. And may the force be with you too, sir. We'll see you later, man. Later.